Do you think Jesus could do anything right here in Las Vegas, Sin City? I believe that what God is doing is He's creating an eternal testimony. And what we know is when we can come together under a spirit of unity, nothing will be impossible. Hello and welcome to another episode of a Las Vegas United. I'm your host, Aaron Pino, and I'm so glad that you're taking some time out of your day to hang out with us, to uh, to listen in on our conversation here. You know, at Las Vegas United, we're partnering with God to create an eternal testimony of his goodness, mercy and power right here in the Las Vegas Valley. And so we bring on ministries and, and pastors and leaders in industries and people involved in, in politics as well. And we bring on Christian business people. And so today I'm excited uh, because I have my friend on today. I think you're going to be really be blessed by this conversation. <laughs> um, would you help me welcome my friend, Luis? Luis, great to have you on the show today, man. Hey, thanks for the invitation. Uh, and it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. And uh, we'll... We'll have see what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on. I'm really grateful that we're able to do this. You know, I've been talking uh, to Brian, you know, our mutual friend. Yes. Like, we need to get Luis on the show. We need to get Luis <laughs> on the show. We just need to talk. And so I'm glad our schedule is allowed for, no, for you to be you. on today. Um, before we get into our conversation, just tell people a little bit more about yourself. That way they can get to know you. Well, I mean, uh, I was born and raised in, in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, mm -hmm. um, and I came to U.S. in 1980 wow. uh, to study English, and uh, I was here for a short period of time, and I went back to Brazil, finished university, and came back again uh, in 1984 to go to hotel school. Mm. I was in America for a couple of years. I went back again to Brazil uh, <laughs> in 80, uh, 88. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, 86. <laughs> yeah. In the 88, I had an opportunity uh, to come back again uh, with a working visa to work with a major hotel corporation in America. And so I came back in 1989, thinking I was going to stay here for two or three years, and I never went back. Mm. <laughs> and I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you stayed because because you're here. Now I get to know you. <laughs> and whether people realize it or not, they've probably been blessed by your, I'm going to call it a ministry, even though it's a business. <laughs> but you are the owner of Sambalante, right? Right, yes. And how? tell us, how you how long you've, have you been doing that? Well, uh, Sambalante, in matter of fact, was uh, an idea at the time I was living in Puerto Rico, 1999. Mm -hmm. And I used to be windsurfing and I was sitting on the beach under the palm tree, mm -hmm. waiting for the wind to come up, come back as it was supposed to blow and uh, was not coming and thinking about <laughs> what I'm going to do with my life and thinking about, I always have an idea to have my own business. Mm -hmm. And I say, I think I should do a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Even being a food and beverage in the hotel business all my life, I never want to open a restaurant that said a coffee shop would be the thing. And the idea uh, started uh, coming up in, in 2003. Um, I was in Boston and the name, uh, I was listening to a song and the name Sambalate came up in my mind and said, wow. that's it. And, um, and I started looking for uh, uh, here in Vegas. Uh, but at the time in 2004, uh, the real estate here it was ridiculously expensive because it's such a boom here in our uh -huh. economy. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is not going to have nothing going to happen. 
But I keep doing my research in 2009. Uh, I got laid off from my job and uh, because the economy, I was offered another opportunity to go out of, out of state, which I did for a couple months. And I came back and I said, that's it. I'm going to make Sambalati a reality. And uh, I opened in September 2010. Wow. It's going to be 13 years that we've been open. Uh, we were the pioneer of the coffee culture in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, when we opened, was no specialty coffee in Vegas. Today, there is a huge explosion, maybe over 160 coffee shops yeah. in 12 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I want to talk about that in, in just a moment. But why Las Vegas? How did you end up here? Well, because my wife, uh, her parents, they were from Boston. They retired. They moved here. Her brother was living here. And she had... Two other brothers living in San Francisco, and she said, I think we should move to the West Coast, and Vegas would be, at the time I thought about, because such a, so many hotel business, so many things here, mm -hmm. the hospitality, the capital of the hospitality in the oh, world, yeah. in Las Vegas, oh, they yeah. said, I can move to Vegas, retire in Vegas, and I can never, never, ever move to another place. Mm -hmm. But things shift to completely different at the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They've, especially around the, like how you said, around 2004, 2008 area, you know, mm -hmm. that was an uh, in, incredible time to be here in, in the Valley. Yeah, right. And I love the fact that you said, you know, I got laid off my job. <laughs> and I thought, no better time than right now to start a business, start a coffee business. Here. Yeah, I mean, it was very difficult because after 28 years having a job, even I want to do coffee, uh, uh, samba latte. However, when you have your hotel executive and you have a good income, you have all your benefits, all your perks, and even if you want to do why, why I'm going to rock my world yeah. uh, if I don't know how well it's going to work and hear all those stories of people that make business and fail and everything. Mm -hmm. But our business was since the day one, I felt that God had his hand on. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and it was a miracle how I opened and uh, many people didn't believe, but until this day, I still stand because oh, yeah. I'm still holding his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to hold his hand every day. <laughs> yeah. And I believe that that, like how you said, from day one. The Lord was was on the business. Mm -hmm. We even, you know, before we before we uh, came on air, mm -hmm. we had somebody here who said, "I closed a major business deal whenever I was there." And you said, <laughs> and you and you said, "Yeah, we we hear that all the time." And you said mm -hmm. that we hear people come in to the coffee shop mm -hmm. and say, "We just feel the peace of God here." Right. And I think, many people hear about that. Oh yeah, I, mm -hmm. and I believe I've been. I go to Samba. I don't. I don't think I go every week, but at least once or twice a month, I'm at Samba. <laughs> I'm doing some kind of meeting. I'm meeting up with somebody. You know, we've done nights of worship there before, right? And it's just the environment's incredible. The coffee's amazing too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, 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 I know that the hand of God is on the business. You know, um, so talk to us. I'm interested to hear about your journey a little bit, you know. <laughs> so you're 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 from Brazil. What was it? When did you give your heart to the Lord? Um, I was probably, as far as I remember, uh, since 1967. Mm. Probably many people weren't even born. Mm -hmm. I remember going to church. Uh, was when the, uh, the charismatic explosion, the charismatic movement in Brazil. Mm. And the churches were getting on fire for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that I remember 
And but I didn't get baptized, and I was 14 years old, which was 1975. Mm, wow! <laughs> so you gave your heart to the Lord. You're coming back and forth, and you say, you know, obviously you go through all these things, hospitality business. You're starting the business. How, as a business owner, because you're a successful business owner, how do you practically put God first in your business? Well, there is uh, many ways to do that. Number one, it is ask God to bless your business. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, sanctify your business. Mm. Because in and give how uh, every day, I think, how I can help church, how I can help other, you know, I mean, we're helping right now uh, a, a friend who does an incredible work in Brazil and he needs to broadcast to, uh, uh, to fund the project. And I tell you, it is a truly blessing because it is the old Pentecostal service mm -hmm. power that happened. And God has shown me this, 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 this lady, the sister, and say, God's going to make some amazing miracles mm -hmm. at, that we never have seen before. Mm -hmm. People are going to come here and they don't want to leave because the power of God is going to be so huge. Wow. So all those blessings transform into us. Mm -hmm. And through me, which I reflect back to the business yeah. and the people to come and wow. they feel the difference. Yeah, that's that's outstanding. Sanctify the business by <laughs> partnering with ministries to help fund the gospel, yeah. help fund what, what God is doing. And I wish I could do more. Mm. And I have a couple projects right now uh, for our growth that is really going to take us to the next level. And I say, Lord, I want to bless even more the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I want to mm -hmm. really make sure that Sambalate, it is uh, proclaimed because right now uh, the uh, the world, it is so dark. Mm -hmm. There's so much darkness and uh, so many uh, wokeness happening, even among the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And how I can be the trumpet in Zion. Hello, come on. To, to play loud as I can and show the people. The Lord, the days that the Lord is coming. Yes, yes, yes. Repentant. Yeah. Go back to the Lord. I mean, and uh, a lot of pastors, local pastors come to uh, Sambalat as well, which big church, in which I know them all. Mm -hmm. And every opportunity that I know, I try to. <laughs> <laughs> You're preaching to the preachers. <laughs> yeah. Even if they like or not. But I felt like <laughs> compelled by the spirit. Oh, because yeah. I am, uh, I grew up in a very Pentecostal environment. The fire, the Lord, the oh, miracles yeah. happen and see that we can't you know, express yourself. And the church has changed so much because oh, yeah. we made the church. And I tell a lot of friends in Brazil, I have, believe it or not, maybe 85% of the my friends, the kids grew up with me at church. They're all pastors right now in Brazil. Awesome. And I tell them, the, the, we brought the, 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 we modernized the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With this modernizing the church, we brought the spirit of Jezebel inside the church. Oh, oh, watch <laughs> out now. Yeah. And this now created this influence that we want to preach the gospel, which is uh, going to please the demographic and wow. not preaching the gospel, which is written in the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest problem right now I see at the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I try to say, when we modernize the church, 
the Spirit of Jezebel infiltrate, come on, influence in mm -hmm. all the aspects of the church. And that is a problem mm -hmm. because that's the church becomes walk. Mm -hmm. And I hear, uh, uh, I, when I live in San Antonio, I used to attend um, Cornerstone Church, Pastor John Hagee. Yeah, oh yeah. And he's a true man of God. Oh yes. And he said, if the church that you go, if they don't preach against sin, if they don't read the Bible, get out of this church. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Jesus is going to come back and you're going to stay. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's true. And I love, I love the fact that here you are, a businessman, a Christian businessman, but you love the Lord. You love the presence of God, the power of God, Pentecostalism. <laughs> and, and you're, you're right. You know, like we, we do have this and, uh, uh, you know, I'm sad to say a lot of churches today where we, you, I think you hit the nail on the head where we, we preach the gospel to the demographic, right? We don't want to offend anybody. We don't mm -hmm. want to do this, that, and the other, but I, I, I love the fact that even what you're doing right now is you're, you're saying, hey, we gotta, we gotta change these things, and you have the, you have the pastors coming in, and you tell them, <laughs> come on, make the gospel, you know, the gospel. Many times I go uh, ride about my bike, and I go for a couple hours, and uh, to the Red Rock, and the whole time, I, I, I uh, two hours, I just pray, mm -hmm. and I pray for the city, and I pray for all those pastors that I know, mm -hmm. and I say, God, bring the revival. Yeah. On those church, the awakening, so they can see the fire because it's not only your church, my church, on his church, it's all of us together. Oh, yeah, that, that get on the fire for the spirit. Mm -hmm. And many times we believe that the salvation, uh, the, uh, the revival is only the power of God and the, the this fire that come over, but the revival it is salvation. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest revival uh, uh, men was I used by God by revival was Billy Grant. Oh, yeah. And I remember I was a kid. It was 1974. He was in Brazil and he had one of the biggest crowd that we've seen. Over 160,000 people inside the Incredible. stadium. And all the church came together, united to bring for the cause to for salvation of the people, mm -hmm. the same we need. Salvation in the city of Las Vegas oh, yeah. was the scene once to dominate the principalities. You know what I mean? People don't see it unless you're in a spirit, high level spiritual, so you can see the the, the demonic activity. Oh yeah, in our cities, uh, going against the school, the family, the business, the people attacking even the pastors, and they said that we be silenced because we don't want to hurt, but we cannot. Yeah, we have to go against the gates of Babylon, That's the right. gates of hell, in the authority, the spirit of God. Yeah, you, you sure you're not a preacher? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very passionate yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, you have to be. You know, what I mean, like you, you have to be passionate if you're going to make a difference. You know, you're not, you're not, you're tearing down strongholds. You're not just selling coffee. I mean, you know? And I, in the past year and a half, I've been very passionate about revival, mm. and I've been reading about the revival that happened uh, at the Red River, Canyon Ridge, uh, in Australia in 1901. The revival that happened in uh, Wales 1904. Oh yeah, in Azusa Street in 1906, mm -hmm. okay? And after those revivals were so powerful because remember those revivals in America, uh, the, uh, uh, the Canyon Ridge and the, uh, the Red River came right after the revolution in America. Mm -hmm. The revival in Azusa Street came right after the Civil War. Mm. And now you go on 19, 
47, 48, after the end of the Second World War, we have this charismatic movement, this explosion, which God started using several men of God, like William Brennan, uh, T.L. Osborne, Oral Roberts. A.A. Allen. Uh, there is, uh, what's his name? Ken Hagen. Yeah. Uh, there's another name I can't remember right now, but... And they, even Catherine Kuhlman, mm -hmm. that God started moving this movement and this salvation, which I remember America, when I first came here in 1980, it was Sunday. Everybody goes to church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody goes, praise God. Mm -hmm. But the evolution of the time, and we forgot about who God is. Mm. The money uh, the, the, became modern. Now you don't have to go to church, maybe once a day. I grew up going to church Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, Tuesday night, uh, uh, Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, what, I, what God is doing, I believe what he's doing here in Las Vegas, I believe with all of my heart that he is sending revival to Las Vegas. And to a certain degree, I think we are starting to see the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. Part of the beginning of that, I've shared it on shows in the past, is he's uniting the body of Christ to where he's tearing down the walls, uh, the walls whenever, you know, before in the past, pastors saying, this is my church, that's your church, you stay over there, I'm going to stay over here, and we're not going to talk with one another. God is breaking down those walls to where... Um, Pastors and leaders are coming together and saying, "Hey, they want to compete. They want to be better than each other." Yeah, they're they're not they're they're the the competitive spirit over our church is being broken because I believe what's going to happen. I really I, like I I know this deep down in my spirit that as we become united as the body of Christ, God can see that He can pour out of His Spirit on the world. That way, the body of Christ can steward what he's sending to right. where we, we aren't saying, well, that's my person and that's your person over here. And he is sending the revival that you long for, that I long for, that we read about and that mm -hmm. we say, God, do it again in our day. Mm -hmm. But this time it will, it will be sustained until the second coming of Jesus Christ. Cause I think that's, that's the will of God is, is uh, not just to have a pop-up over here and a pop-up over here, but I think God wants to sustain the outpouring of his spirit continuously until Jesus Christ comes back. And I love the fact that, that, that here you are the coffee man of Las Vegas <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying we need revival. We need revival. We need the spirit of God to come and to pour out of himself. Uh, it's, this is absolutely incredible, man. In January, 2021, I have this dream, a lighthouse and a big lighthouse and just I saw a lighthouse, I didn't understand. Several weeks later, I see this lighthouse right inside the church and beaming light throughout the city. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, okay, I still don't understand. But I thought about the church is the light of the world. That's mm -hmm. why they beam the light. Exactly in the beginning of 2000, a year later, beginning of 2022, I saw the same lighthouse, but now this lighthouse was on fire. Wow. And right there, I knew that's the revival wow. that you're going to see. And I'm a true believer that we're going to see a major focus of revival in this city in Las Vegas. Absolutely. And you know why? Because what happened here in Vegas 
spread fast. Mm-hmm. And people, I believe, this city is going to be the city we call the city of sin. And we're going to turn the city of grace. Yes, yes, and yes. And people are going to come here to be to set free from their addiction, from their drugs, for salvation, for being baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, mm-hmm. and to be revitalized and to be re-energized and to go back and take this fire to the city where they came from. Amen. Amen. That's how I believe. And I think we're going to see that. Absolutely. And I've been praying for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I I know we're going to see it. And that's why I decided I started decide to study the revivals because I said, I have to learn how to happen. Mm. You know what I mean? Because really, the charismatic movement, movement right after the Second World War was like, how God moved his spirit to the church and people like so many people die, so many life lost. And they said, you're so hurtful. Mm-hmm. And I think now with everything happening in America, that's how the, the solution is not a government. Mm-hmm. It's not the Congress. That's right. The solution, it is only Yohevabe, mm-hmm. Yahweh. That's the solution. So he can send his spirit and we surrender and we start receiving this power. And this awakening is going to happen throughout the nation. Yes. And this revival will start happening here in Vegas. I believe that, brother. Oh, I know. You, <laughs> you, you, you get me all fired up over here, man. I'm like, man, let, why don't, let's just do revival right now. You know, like, let, let, let's do it. And I, I love the fact that you, you know the voice of God. You hear the spirit of God. And one thing that God has, has put on your heart, I, w- I want you to talk about your new blend Waymaker, because um, I think the story behind that it's great coffee. I think the story uh, behind that is is powerful too. Share a little bit about your new well, blend. The Waymaker uh, was an idea that started in two thousand, like two thousand twenty two, no two thousand twenty two, two thousand eighteen, mm-hmm. when I saw the commercial for FIFA uh, promoting uh, the World Cup in Qatar. Mm. And uh, a lot of people didn't pay attention, but I'm very good about paying attention to those things, was a lot of Illuminati symbols mm. on the commercials. Mm. And I was like, wow, I cannot believe how they are so now, because those symbols represent the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And they want to promote those symbols so people can be get used to when the Antichrist shows up. Mm-hmm. People are not paying attention. We're all sleeping, and but, oh, they yeah. are, but the enemy is working diligent around the clock mm-hmm. to push those things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I should think about how I'm going to come up with something. They have the symbols of the Almighty, spiritual symbols that people are going to look, wow, that looks great. But they don't understand until they look in depth, they mm-hmm. understand that. Mm-hmm. So I, and going back and forth, and I thought about, during COVID, I say, you know what? I say, that's it. It was in March or April. I'm going to come up with a coffee now that we're going to stand in promoting the spirituality of God. So we're going to do the Waymaker. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, the idea of the Waymaker was on and on and on and on in my mind. Mm-hmm. And one day I was, I went to the gym and I was praying and I was swimming. And I thought about Waymaker. Who's the Waymaker? They opened the way. And I talk about the road mm-hmm. and what on this road we have. And I thought about sycamore tree that represent eternity, represent life. Mm. 
And going and I talk about clouds means on the road you have the spirit of God moving throughout the earth on this road. Mm -hmm. On the cloud, you're gonna have a chauffeur, and the chauffeur represents the voice of God or the sounds of God. Mm -hmm. And the same time, on the outer chauffeur, the word come out Yeshua, mm -hmm. which means Jesus. And on the on the symbol, I had uh, the rose of Sharon that means Jesus. It is the rose of Sharon, mm -hmm. means love. Wow. And I say all those three in bed together is going to represent what God, the, Jesus is, the way maker. In mm -hmm. the song, I mean, there's a beautiful song that is out there now. Mm -hmm. They've been out for a while, which is beautiful. And so I record that and I sent to a friend of mine in Brazil who is a Christian artist, a, man, a, a woman of God. And I said, listen to this. Pray for this, and uh, when one day you're gonna wake up, and God is gonna, the Holy Spirit is gonna inspire you, you're gonna do the drawing for this for in an hour. Mm. And so one day she woke up, since she then did the drawing, she sent to me, made a few correction, boom, done. Wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the co it's good coffee. And this coffee is very special because we have two cards, you know, uh, card that explain the symbols that we promote more for Christian people because mm -hmm. you don't want to scare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to drink this coffee. Because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let them drink and they feel in the regular card would explain about the coffee. But even the card, I, I wish I could have brought, I put a little spin about a spiritual spin on the card so people wouldn't read like, oh, they don't realize that it's something interesting there on the card. But it is the power of God and Cedric, our roaster, mm -hmm. after he roasts the coffee, he pray for the coffee too. Wow. So to bless. So when you drink the coffee, you feel something. You say, wow, this is the best coffee. Mm -hmm. There's something about this coffee. But people don't understand. That's because there's spirituality. Mm -hmm. That's the prayer. That's the whole thought process that went through in the coffee. Amen. Well, people need to drink this coffee. Yeah. <laughs> they need to get get some of this coffee. So, uh, my friend Luis, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you, experience you? What's the best way for them to do that? Well, they come come to our store. We have uh, three locations in town. We have Sambalate Boca Park, Sambalate Jones, or Sambalate the Molasco Corporate Center. Um, and uh, I'm usually at Boca Park. There was my office is. And uh, you want to say hi? You know I me. Mean? I'm always. I'm very. <laughs> yeah. I'm very friendly and yeah. uh, very welcome. And the same with our staff. And we we try to create this coffee experience to you, like to provoke your sense that you're gonna come there and say, "Wow, this is the best place I have ever coffee in my life." Oh yeah, it's. I want to do this. Will you very briefly, maybe take twenty seconds, maybe? Okay. I want you to bless the people in Portuguese, man. Look into that camera right there and just okay. speak a blessing into them. We have that camera ready. There you go. Okay. I want to que o Senhor Jesus Cristo te abençoe. Que a sua face possa resplandecer sobre você. Que o Senhor te dê paz. Que o Senhor possa te dar uma nova dimensão em sua fé para caminhar em crer que Jesus Cristo 
é o Senhor Deus Todo-Poderoso. Aleluia. Amen, amen. My friend, thanks for being on the show today, man. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure. Welcome oh, up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, and I want to thank you for taking time to watch this King 17 every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. I believe I'm getting that right. If not, forgive me. Um, but you can watch this on YouTube. If you watch this on YouTube, subscribe to the CTN channel. Um, also, you might be listening to this on iTunes or Spotify. Go ahead and subscribe right there. That way you can get uh, the podcast when they come out, when we release them. Listen, I'm so thankful to have you a part of this Las Vegas United community. And we will see you next time right here on Las Vegas United. God bless you. Our show is hosted by Pastor Aaron Pino of Overflow Church. To learn more about him and his ministry, please visit overflowchurch.co. The guest this week is Louise Oliveira. For more information, visit sambalate.com or follow on social media at sambalate. Las Vegas United is produced by CTN Vegas, the Las Vegas location for the Christian Television Network. For more information about CTN Vegas and our show, please visit ctnvegas.com.